presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, playbookers from Rogumuno Volin. It's Friday. Here's a question you don't ask every day. Why's Donald Trump so quiet? It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Overturning Roe v. Wade would be the culmination of the former president's bid to remake the judiciary, the very reason that many social conservatives held their noses and voted for him in 2016. But Trump, Politico colleagues Meredith McGraw and Jonathan Lemire report, quote, never one to shy away from taking credit for accomplishments, real or imagined, has yet to crow about the majority draft opinion. He's addressed it only when asked in interviews. To wit, in an interview in Mar-a-Lago Wednesday night, Trump told McGraw he was waiting to see, quote, finality in the case. Quote, nobody knows exactly what it represents, if that's going to be it. But four current and former advisors insist that the former president will aggressively claim ownership of a Supreme Court decision ending Roe once a ruling is formally issued. It's all but certain that any decision overturning Roe would remake the terrain of the midterm elections. Indeed, it already has a few good examples this morning. Swing state Democrats are using it as a cudgel. Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto is a bellwether for how vulnerable Democrats hope to use the issue to motivate voters, writes Politico's Burgess Everett, quote, the first term Democrat is facing a difficult re-election campaign in a state that voted overwhelmingly in 1990 to codify Roe, the only one of this fall's top-tier Senate battleground states to do so. The first female senator ever elected in Nevada is now betting that the same coalition behind that 32-year-old move is intact and motivated to turn out. Cortez Masto said in an interview this week, quote, I have a record in support of a woman's right to choose, and my opponent, Adam Laxalt, opposes it and will take it away. Republicans in heated primaries are using it too as a way to challenge their opponents' conservative bona fides. Witness Georgia. Maya King from the New York Times reports from Atlanta that on Thursday, David Perdue pressed Governor Brian Kemp to, quote, promise to call a special session of the legislature to ban abortion outright if the court eliminates federal protections for abortion rights and leaves it to states to set their own laws. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 11.10 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will depart the White House en route to Hebron, Kentucky, where he's scheduled to arrive at 1 p.m. At 3 p.m., Biden will meet with manufacturing leaders at United Performance Medals in Hamilton, Ohio, where he'll deliver remarks at 3.45. At 5.30, Biden will depart Kentucky to head to Newcastle, Delaware, where he's scheduled to arrive at 6.55. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Kentucky. The Senate and the House are out today. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Zach Stanton is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Only 23% of workers have access to paid parental leave, according to the U.S. Department of Labor. That number is even worse for hourly workers. Amazon is proud to provide up to 20 weeks of fully paid leave for hourly employees. Learn how Amazon supports hourly employees at Amazon.com slash 20 weeks. That's Amazon.com slash 20 weeks.